This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. The money pit is brought to you by Quickcrete, Dickies, Hire, and Perk. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now. What are you working on with your Money Pit? We'd love to help you make it better. If it's a home improvement project, a decor project, a repair project, or maybe you're planning for a future project, We'd love to hear from you at 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Coming up this hour, if your yards become an all-you-can't-eat buffet for deer and wildlife, we've got some humane ideas for stopping all the chomping. And do you have a motion detector in your yard? If not, why not? You know, guys, they're super easy to install. They're really affordable and a great deterrent to people and unwanted pests. This old house master electrician, Scott Karen will be by to explain. Plus, now that summer has all of a month or so left, it might be a good time to upgrade your grill. There's lots of sales starting right now. So if you'd like to step up to a new BBQ, we're going to have some tips on what to look for so you get the most bang for your buck. And if you call us with your home improvement question at 888-MONEY-PIT, you might just win the complete wardrobe you need to get those projects done because we've got 120 bucks worth of Dickie's Performance Workwear to give away. And that package includes the very durable Dickies denim. So call us right now with your home improvement question for your chance to win at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Lori in New York is on the line with a gardening situation. Tell us what's going on. I have a um, key rose bush in my backyard, which attracts a lot of Japanese beetles. And I was wondering if there's something that I can do to get rid of the Japanese beetles to save the tree. Well, yeah, I mean, there's traps for that. Um, the traps work very well. They're usually scented or they have some sort of a chemical attractant for the beetles. And the beetles are essentially, will essentially walk into the trap, fall into a bag, and, and that's that. Uh, one company that makes them is called Rescue, R-E-S-C-U-E. You can go to rescue.com and take a look at the Japanese and Oriental beetle trap. I've used the Rescue products on uh, wasps and bees and always found that they worked really, really well. And uh, we've seen these folks at many of the trade shows that we go to, and they always seem to have a very good quality product line, and they're very serious about making sure their products work well. And uh, I think that you'll that would be a good place for you to start, the Rescue Japanese Beetle Trap, rescue.com. Very good. Thank you very much. I'm going to try that as soon as I get off the phone. I will look at their website. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. John in Kentucky's on the line with a trim question. What's going on? Well, I have got um, a house that's built in the 70s, and it had really dark uh, varnished trim on it. And the guy that uh, sold me the house, I guess, you know, when he decided to put it up on the market, he just painted all the trim white. And I think he just put, like, one coat of 
of latex on it or something. The problem with with it is if you brush up against it, the paint peels off of it. Um, and I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you know, when we're moving stuff from room to room or something like that, yeah, you just barely touch it with something, and it probably didn't sand it or anything. Right. He just made you know because uh, real estate agents will tell you to paint everything white. Yeah, but it's probably it's like it's like trying to paint over Teflon, John. You know, when you yeah when you don't. It's too smooth, and it didn't wasn't going to really bite. So what you have to do is really strip it off completely. You have to take off the old paint. You have to sand down into that varnish coat a bit to rough it up. And then what you have to do is prime it. The primer is very is very important because the primer is going to be the glue that sort of makes the paint stick. It will adhere well to the old varnish as well to the paint, and that's going to make the difference on giving this new paint some durability. Yeah, well, see, that's what I don't want to do because it's all the trim in the house. And right. I can't go okay. and sand and strip all that. So what I was hoping... Uh, could be done is um, if there's like a heavy enamel paint or something that would be tougher and wouldn't scratch off as much? No, because you have uh, a layer in there that's not adhering to the substrate, which in this case is the original trim. So anything that you put over that is only going to be as strong as the first layer that was on it. And that's not sticking. So I would not make the problem worse by putting another paint on top of that. It's just not going to work. Okay. Thank you for your help. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Catherine in Rhode Island's on the line with a leaky roof. Tell us about the problem, Catherine. Um, I have a, a small uh, hole, like, in the ceiling, in the corner of uh, the back of the house. And um, I was just wondering if, uh, when I go to have it replaced, uh, how much of the plaster they're going to have to take down. So you say it's a small hole. So this is a hole that was caused by water damage? Uh, yes. It's um, coming from the roof. I'm going to have to have a new roof also. How old is the roof that you have now? Uh, the roof is about 20 years old. Okay. Well, it might be at the end of a normal life cycle. Uh, in terms of that, that ceiling space, um, you don't have to take a lot down. How, how big is the hole that you have right now? I would say it's about uh, eight inches across. Eight by what? It's just like a slit. So there's nothing open. It's just like a crack. Yes, it's like a crack. And there's, and uh, water drips, but just from one area. It's just like a, sl- you know, a little drip. If it's not swollen or deformed in any way, then what you can do is you can add drywall tape across that crack, which would be perforated. You use It looks kind of like a mesh. It's a little sticky and it's like a mesh. And then you spackle over the tape. And so you can basically spackle this crack closed and then prime it and paint it without having to replace any of the drywall. Oh, really? Oh, well, thank you very much. I I thought I'd have to replace the whole ceiling. No, I don't let the contractors tell you it's any more than that. It's a real simple repair. If it's just a crack, it can be spackled, primed, painted, and you're good to go. Well, thank you very much. And I just want to add, I love listening to your show. I learned so much. I listen to it every Saturday night. Well, thank you very much, Catherine. We really appreciate it. Thanks again for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. We want to give you a hand with whatever you are working on this weekend. Guys, it's only two weeks left of August. I can't even believe it that there's going to be school. Some of you guys are even back at school. Summer's going to be over. We're going to need a sweater. All right, I'm jumping ahead of things. But whatever <laughs> you are working on this weekend, let us give you a hand. 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Up next, our deer munching on your mums and devouring your dogwood. 
We've got advice for keeping deer out of your garden when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. We would love to talk with you about what's going on in your Money Pit, whether it's a home improvement project, a repair project, a decor project, or planning for a future project. Give us a call at 888-666-3974. And you might just win a supply of Dickies products. We're giving away 120 bucks worth of Dickies. They are the world leading performance workwear brand and they have outfitted americans with durable functional and comfortable workwear since 1922 we've got three wardrobe packages to give away and this product is synonymous with durability functionality and comfort the dickies name has indefinitely endured the test of time and we're including the dickies denim which is one of their fantastic popular products if you'd like to learn more you can go to dickies.com but that value again is 120 bucks going out to one caller drawn at random make that you the number is one eight 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 money pit. Now we're heading on over to Michigan where Roger's got a door problem. Tell us what's going on at your money pit. Yeah, I have a mid seventies uh, ranch style house that uh, has all maple doors on the interior, and we're just putting paint on here for the first time. It's been white all along, and I'm putting color into it, and these doors just don't look right. And I wondered what kind of uh, alternative I have to making them look different besides swapping them out for six panels or whatever and, you know, exchanging them all out. But I, I don't want to go to that expense. Okay, so the doors are, are wood doors. And have they ever been painted before or are they finished clear? No, they're finished uh, with maple. They're maple, you know, pressed doors or whatever. Or I don't know what they called them back then. But And so you say they don't look right against the painted walls? Is that your concern? Oh, they might to somebody, but I just, I'm, I'm doing the trim in, in bright white and, uh, it just doesn't look right with the colors on the walls and everything. Typically, you would not do the trim. The trim would be natural as well. Well, it would have been, yeah. But that's not how the house was originated. I, yeah, that would be a way to do is tr- change out the trim, but that's not. Well, that's a lot less work than changing out the doors. And you would have a lot of options if you were to change out the trim. So it may not look right to you because you have painted trim and you have uh, a, a clear finished door. But if the trim 
is really the missing perimeter to this that's going to frame it all in there nicely. Why don't you do this? Why don't you go pick up a couple of pieces of trim and lightly tack them around the door without even taking off the old stuff? Just kind of stick it up there, step back, take a look at it, and see if it starts to make more sense to you visually. Idea. All right, take small steps that way. And the other thing to keep in mind when you're doing a project like this, Gene, is just remember, once you paint, it's going to look different. So that's going to take a certain amount of getting used to. You're right about that also. All right, so I would go out and pick up some trim, tack it up there, see how it looks. Maybe try a complementary color. You know, you could you could do a two-tone, something like that, and uh, and see if that does the trick for you, okay? Well, that's a good idea. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Whether it's the best-looking flower bed on the block or needs a little work, deer look at your yard and garden, and they think pretty much one thing, lunch. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You know, guys, keeping deer away from your plants and flowers can feel like a losing battle, but there are plenty of humane, chemical-free ways to keep them moving on to the next green field, you know, like your neighbors. Yeah, now there are some commercially available deer repellents that are out there that are effective about making your garden a little less tasty. Usually they have an odor kind of similar to rotten eggs, and deer will find plenty of other available greenery that's much more appetizing. Yeah, and if you're looking for a fresher-smelling approach, soap is another deer deterrent. If you buy a few fresh fragrant, strong bars, and then hang them from the branches of plants and the trees that you're trying to protect, they're not going to like it. And it'll keep them from cursing also. (laughs) That's right. Now, if another option is fine mesh nylon netting, if you drape it over the hedges in the gardens, this will keep the wildlife from munching. We actually do this to keep the birds away from our blueberry bushes, and it works really, really well. Or you can take the high-tech route. You can install a motion detector sprinkler. And the way this works is when the the deer move into the plants, the water turns on, and that sends them running. And that's going to discourage them again from munching on your garden and heading off to greener pastures somewhere else. 888-666-3974. We are trying to create the green pastures for you to take on your next home improvement project. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Naomi in Pennsylvania, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? What I have is my backyard. Over the past several years, we've taken down a couple of major trees. They've died. And now whenever it rains, pretty much I have standing water for a long period of time, and it's really nasty. So I've been looking online for ideas. I've gone to garden centers looking for plants that do well in standing water, and In the Northeast, we don't have a long growing season, so a lot of the plants that I'm looking up don't seem to be doing well. So other ideas my husband and I have kicked around are putting a floating deck I see that you can build out (laughs) there. Floating deck? That's called a raft. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think think you have to... I don't think you have to become Tom Sawyer here, Naomi, okay, and and build a raft to float down the river. My husband's idea was to put stone all over. How about this idea? How about if we drain the backyard of water? You like that idea? Well, how do you go about doing that? We're not sure. So first of all, it sounds like the backyard is sloped in such a way that the water runs into it, but doesn't run out of it. Is that fair to say? That's pretty, yes, pretty fair to say. My neighbor's yard is slightly higher. And then is an area below your house that's slightly lower than the backyard? After we bought the house, we found out it was built on a swamp. So... Everybody has drainage problems. I'm pretty sure that you're not looking at the water table there. You're looking at some water that's staying around. So here's the solution. It's called a curtain drain. And what a curtain drain is, is a trench that you construct from the 
part where the water is ponding to somewhere lower than that in the elevation. Now, the curtain drain is a trench that's about 12 inches wide and 12 inches deep. You put in a couple of inches of stone, then you put in a perforated PVC pipe. And then you put more stone and some filter cloth and you cover it with soil so it's completely invisible when it's done. But here's what happens. As the water runs down to that area where it's ponding now, it falls into the trench, it comes up into the pipe, and then it runs down through the pipe and discharges at a lower area of your property. So you're essentially collecting the water, shooting it around the house, and then discharging it somewhere uh, at a lower elevation. Does this require a backhoe, or is this something that we can do with shovel? And no, you can do it. You can do it with a shovel, and you don't need much pitch either. You need about a quarter inch of foot per foot on on the pipe. So just as long as you get a nice clean trench d- dug, you get the stone in there, you get the perforated pipe in there. Uh, it'll work very well, and it'll drain that yard whenever it fills up. And I look for the wettest part of the yard to start it in, and then I go to a. You said a quarter of an inch per foot? Foot, yeah. And you want to bring it down to uh, someplace lower on the yard where you can discharge it. And the best thing to do is to discharge it to daylight. In other words, have the pipe actually pop out somewhere so the water can run out. Okay, great. Terrific. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Naomi. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Now we've got Michael in California on the line who wants to start an AC debate. Let's hear it. I had a question with, with regards to a window unit changing out to a split system and and what your feelings are in regards to uh, cost savings. Yeah, Leslie and I both have split ductless systems in our homes. Now, I have one in my office, and I actually have a central air conditioning system, but on this side of the house, in the west side of the house, it gets so much sun that the central AC can't keep up with it. And so as a result, it gets really hot, especially on the super warm summer days. So I use split ductless there. It can handle a bigger area than a window unit. It's going to be quieter than a window unit. And it's actually more energy efficient than a window unit. I mean, Michael, they truly do kick butt. We have one in our basement at home because apparently we're the only house in the northeast of the United States that has a super hot basement in the summer every other person i know you go down in their basement it's freezing ours it's like a sauna so we put a split system down there and it cools fantastically and to be honest ours sort of works as an air conditioner a dehumidifier and we also have the optional heat pump so that we could have supplementary heat in the basement in the winter months and you know in the summertime, I practically never even put it on air condition just because the dehumidification option cools the space fantastically. It's super quiet. You would never even know it's on. Um, the condensing unit, which will go outside, is slim and small, does not occupy a large footprint. I thought it was an affordable option, and it works fantastic. And do you have a recommendation for any particular brand? Yeah, take a look at Mitsubishi Electric's uh, cooling and heating system. They are one of the leaders of the split ductless category. Their systems are very energy efficient, and they have uh, a technology that works like a cruise control in a car, and then it ramps up to the cooling temperature that you want very quickly, and then it maintains there without turning on and off and on and off. It kind of slows down and speeds up and actually feeds that cool temperature, leaves it nice and steady. Super quiet system and uh, also has a couple of cool features. For example, it has a smartphone app that you can use to run it. So if you like gadgets like me, you like good quality, energy-efficient equipment, take a look at that Mitsubishi system. All right, well, thank you. I, I appreciate the info. You're welcome, Michael. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, 
Hey, motion detecting lights. They're really great anywhere outside of your home. They're a great deterrent to anybody like a burglar or even pests or just trespassers. And that's why we've invited Scott Karen from TV's This Old House to join us with tips for installing motion detectors in your home. And today's This Old House segment on the Money Pit is brought to you by Proudly Propane, clean American energy. Hi, this is Mary Lou Henner from the Mary Lou Henner Show, and I'm obsessed with these guys. You're listening to The Money Pit. My buddies Tom Kreitler and Leslie Segretti. On The Money Pit Radio Show. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, are your gutters in good condition? Take a look at them. Make sure they're clean. Make sure they're free-flowing. And make sure those downspouts are extended at least four feet from the foundation. And your home will stay leak-free below grade. Don in Wisconsin is dealing with a window well retaining wall that's coming apart. Tell us what's going on. We have a window well retaining wall that has uh, have railroad ties in there. Been there for quite a few years and it's starting to deteriorate. And uh, I'm just uh, I've been trying to check in what to do and uh, been told to try to use retaining blocks and put blocks on there and then you have to put some kind of a pea gravel in front of the block to hold the sand back because we have sand here. It's a sand country. And I'm not sure. I never did this before. And uh, I was just wondering if it's something that a person, because I'm handy, would be able to do myself, or is it something that you should actually have a professional landscaper do? At the highest part of the wall, from the distance between the ground and the top of the wall, how high is that? 32 inches. Okay, so it's fairly low to the ground. All right. I think this is a project you can do yourself. Uh, Concrete blocks, the interlocking um, retaining wall blocks, are a terrific option because they're very easy to install. Because it's only 32 inches off the ground, it's not a lot of soil for you to deal with. You're going to take the wall apart one sort of area at a time and build the blocks as you go. The thing that's going to be different about the concrete blocks, though, is you're going to have to have them on a bit of a solid footing. Now, that's one that you might want to create yourself. You could probably create that at a stone that's well tamped down. But you've got to get them sat nice and level. You can't just put them right on the dirt, okay? And and then as, after you assemble them, then you can add the pea gravel behind it and the sand uh, behind that. But I do think that that's a good option, and it's going to be literally, if you do it right, you're going to get a lifetime's worth of satisfaction out of that because, of course, the blocks are not going to rot. Oh, okay. It sounds great. All right, Don, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
Well, if you have a motion detecting light anywhere outside your home, you know it's a great deterrent to both people and critters you might not want skulking around outside your house. And if you don't have them, well, why not? They're very easy to install, they're very affordable, and they add a sense of security and peace of mind. Here to tell us about motion detector lights is this old house master electrician, Scott Karen. Welcome, Scott. Hello, hello. Good to be here. So what's your opinion on these things? I imagine you put a lot of them in. I love them. I think this light has changed the way that we live outside. Basically, Tom, you walk outside in front of this sensor, that light turns on. It is the coolest thing I have all over my house. Now, is it a do-it-yourself project to install one? Certainly. I mean, if you have a fixture, maybe a floodlight that gets turned on by a light switch or a sconce by your back door, yeah, shut the power off check it, even though you think it's off, you got to check it and uh, put it in. They're, they're just a nice, nice project. They usually come pre-wired all together. You have a, a white wire, a black wire and a green wire, which is the ground. Yeah. What are some of the settings on motion sensor lights, Scott? I mean, they won't just stay on indefinitely, right? They have a time setting anywhere from one minute to 20 minutes. They also have a override feature on the good ones. You can shut the switch off and on real quick. It'll keep it on indefinitely. That's help helpful if you're having, say, a gathering or a party outside and you actually do want the light on. Yeah, or if you're outside snow blowing or, you know, raking leaves and you don't want to have to worry about walking too far away from the sensor because they also have a sensitivity level. You can pick up anything from a small animal like a, um, a cat. I mean, I've picked up skunks with mine. Huh. I've picked up raccoons. And then you can set that a little higher if you're near a street or you don't want to pick up those small animals. You can bring the sensor. Up. Now, can you actually adjust these in terms of sort of the field of view so you're only covering, say, strategic parts of your yard, like, say, your driveway so that when you drive in at night, the lights come on? Yes. So it's, it's more of aiming it and bringing the sensitivity in. Some of them have a 360-degree field of view. Other ones have 180. But it's basically where you point it and how far and sensitive that sensor is cranked up, more or less. Now, is this like most electrical products, a situation where quality does count? You can see, you can find really inexpensive ones and you can find really good ones. I guess maybe a key difference is durability. Yes, we only install one type of sensor and it's sold at the electrical supply houses. And the reason why is because it's proven. If you look at nine electrical supply houses, they pretty much all sell the same one. It's proven, it's safe, and it works well. I mean, I've had one in my house now for 20 years. It works really? Well. One, 20 years and it's still working? Huh? Yes. That's fantastic. So, well, it pays to do it once, do it right, and you won't have to do it again. Scott Karen, the master electrician on TV's This Old House. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Yep, you got it. And this old house is brought to you on PBS by Lumber Liquidators. Hardwood floors for less. Still to come, is your barbecue grill looking a little worse for wear? Well, guess what? There's lots of sales right now as we move towards the end of summer. We're going to tell you how to pick the best one for your home after this. You live in a Money Pit. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. 
And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by QuickCrete. It's what America's made of. For project help from start to finish, download the new QuickCrete mobile app. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. We will help you with whatever it is you are working on around your house. Plus, we're giving away a great prize this hour. We've got up for grabs a prize pack from Dickies. Now, they are the world's leading performance workwear brand, and they've outfitted Americans with durable, functional, and comfortable workwear since 1922. We've got up for grabs three wardrobe packages. It's a really great brand, you guys. You know, they're durable, they're functional, and they're super comfortable. And all of Dickies, really, the product has endured the test of time. You can check out their website at dickies.com, and the prize package is worth $120. Give us a call right now for the answer to your home improvement question and your chance to win at 1-888-MONEYPIT. All right, now we've got Annette in North Carolina on the line who's working on a boathouse project. Tell us about it. The uh, deck on top of the boathouse, flat roof, has a bladder. I have removed the carpet that was originally on there 10 years. Want to know what I can put back on there on the bladder that will do better than carpet. And this is on the roof, so it's exposed to the elements. It is a flat roof. Now, a carpet, you know, exterior carpet is probably not the best choice just because it does tend to wear and tear quite, you know, quite quickly, even though you've got 10 years out of it. You know, it's probably not the best choice. Now, Tom, would you consider a composite decking material or can that not really sit directly on top of that bladder to get that water away? Well, actually, what I was thinking was to create a deck-like surface on top like of that platform. bladder. Right, a platform uh, where the deck, you really wouldn't have like the traditional floor joists or even two-by-fours. You might have a, say, two-by-six on the flat that lays flat on top of that deck, and then the deck board sort of lay on top of that on six, with 16 inches on center. So it's kind of like just making the top surface of the deck as the wear and tear surface on top of that bladder. Is there a, some sort of a railing system here as well yes, in it? Yes, it's all railed. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So then I would just create a composite deck that lays flat on top of that. Now, you can't just lay the composite decking boards on the bladder. You'll need some way to keep them together. That's why I said that what I might do is take a pressure-treated 2x6, lay it on the flat, and use that sort of in essence as if it was a floor joist that you were attaching these decking boards to, and then lay the decking down on top of that. Now, there's also interlocking wood, and I think uh, it's made out of teak. Mm-hmm. I've used actually teak tiles like that. Yeah, there's teak tiles that interlock, right? And I know that I've seen them, people can put them down on top of patios. I suppose you could probably also put that down on top of the roof as long as it wasn't too soft. So any type of a wood decking surface like that would be a good choice. And those are interesting, the teak tiles that snap together. Um, do you have like a Christmas tree store near you? You know those stores. It's not really a holiday store. It's like uh, no, Lowe's is the closest. I'm uh, I'm 18 miles from any town. I'm way out in the, the woods. <laughs> okay, because there's several different companies actually that sell them online. Locally, for me, I found them at one of those like discount home decorating stores. But they're 12 by 12 teak tiles that almost look like a parquet tile like a a floor tile and they're set on a plastic base and they snap together and you can also get like an edging tile to sort of complete the border and that could sit directly on top of the bladder because it's got the little plastic base that you know creates that platform you know a good website to take a look at is swift deck swiftdeck.com is a company that uh, sells patio deck tiles they have ipe tiles. It looks like they also have a composite version. So a couple of options there. Great photos. You can see exactly what this looks like at swiftdeck.com. Beautiful. Thank you for your help. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if the grill you've been using all summer long is starting to look a little worse for wear, now is a really good time to think about replacing it because we're starting to see all of those famous end-of-summer sales cropping up, and it's not really hard to get a good deal. Yeah, but what makes it really confusing is that there are so many, many options that are available to you. So to help you sort out the best, we've really boiled this down to three issues. Now, the first is you need solid hardware. You want to look for stainless steel hardware and a solid aluminum body. Now, these grills are most durable, and they can take the heat super well. Yeah, next you want to check for the burner design. You want to look for an H-style burner. That design provides an even distribution of heat, and you want to make sure that the burner is made from stainless steel. If it's not, you've got to expect to replace it in a couple of years. I mean, that's just the nature of it. And last, check the warranties. You want to shop for a warranty that covers all the parts of the grill, including the burner and the valves. Some so-called lifetime warranties are only going to cover the grill body. So, of course, that's got no moving parts and almost never breaks down, which is why it's got a lifetime warranty on it. Make sure you check so that warranty is going to cover uh, those burners and those valves. Those are the things that really take the wear and the tear. 888-666-3974. If you're feeling the wear and the tear because there's a project around your house you can't get done, give us a call right now. We would love to help at 888 Money Pit. Ben in Minnesota, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have a really old house, uh, kind of like what you guys have. And it's built in the early, probably early 1900s, don't know exactly, but it's got a rock foundation. And we're in uh, southwest Minnesota, so the ground does freeze pretty deep. And basically, the mortar between all of the rocks has pretty much turned to sand. Some places they've worked on retuck pointing it here and there. Uh, but it's all kind of coming apart again, and some of the rocks, especially on the corners, are even tipping out a little bit. So I'll, I'm trying to figure out what I need to do to fix that 
if I need to dig down. I have access to equipment. I work in the HVAC business, so we have lots of equipment, and I do lots of stuff on my own. So just uh, see if you guys have any pointers for me. So the foundation is damaged, or you're just concerned about the rocks that are sticking out? Yeah, well, the foundation isn't particularly damaged. It's actually pretty solid. It's just that the mortar, since since it's so old, the mortar between all the rocks has deteriorated to the point where it's almost like sand. You know what I mean? And it just falls out from between the rocks. So what you need to do is simply to repoint or replace that mortar. Uh, pointing is the act of mixing up new mortar and pulling out the old stuff and then place, pressing new mortar into place. And the type of mortar that you use for repointing is a little stickier than the mortar that would have been done originally. Usually it has a bit more lime in it, which tends to make it a bit gooier, and it sticks to the to the old stuff pretty well. So what you do is you work one section at a time, you do remove all that loose stuff, and then you repoint it up with new mortar, and, and that's pretty much normal maintenance with a 1900 foundation. You do have to eventually repoint a foundation like that. It's not unusual. You know, you can slow it down with proper drainage and things like that. But essentially, that's what we would expect, okay? Right. Okay. Perfect. Hey, thanks so much for your time and the advice. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Hey, have you ever pulled the clothes out of your laundry only to find that they've got white spots all over them? Well, there's a simple cause and an equally simple solution. We're going to share those details next. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, are your otherwise clean clothes sporting a mysterious white residue after they're washed? Well, don't get agitated, get it? We're going to help you solve this problem. You know, that white residue is probably the result of washing clothes in hard water with low-quality detergent containing only sodium carbonate. So to keep things clean, you want to use a detergent that contains aluminum silicates and sodium carbonate, which work together to soften the wash water and also always use the hottest water possible and consider installing, of course, a water softener. All right, good tips there, Tom. Hey, if you guys are looking for some more tips and advice, you can always email us or post your questions online. Just like Tony writes, Tony says here, every year or two, I take the time to remove the bottom element on my water heater and suck out the calcium deposits. The first challenge I have is to rig up a piece of copper pipe on my shop vac and tape it to the heater to accomplish this. Is there a better tool out there to complete the task? I love your show. Well, thanks, Tony. It seems to me like you're working way too hard here. You know, the internal drain valve should be more than sufficient for removing those calcium deposits from your water heater without your custom-made sort of calcium-sucking shop vac tool. In fact, the only thing you gain by removing calcium, though, is a bit more efficiency. Calcium can act as an insulator between the flame and the water, but it really has no effect on corrosion. The valve in your water heater has some threads on it for a garden hose for a really good reason. Just hook up that hose, run it somewhere where the water could run off, and open the valve occasionally. I think that's all you really need to do to keep that water running cleanly. All right, next up we've got a post here from Andrew who writes, I've seen several ads for a DIY solar power for homes. They claim to be able to show you how to build your own power supply and panels to reduce your utility bills by 75% or more. 
Are these claims legitimate? And is this something that might be worth pursuing? I mean, there are way too many variables to back up a blanket promise like that. And it really makes me very, very skeptical. All right. We got one now from Gloria who says, can I finish white cabinets? Gloria writes, we'd like to paint our oak kitchen cabinets. Your article on this topic was really helpful, but I have one follow-up question. I'm concerned that the paint will chip off or scrub off. So I want to finish it once it's dry. However, my past experience with polyurethane or varnish resulted in yellowing since the color I want is crisp white. Yellowing yellowing would be a bad thing. Is a clear finish necessary if so what would we use that would not yellow? Well, I wouldn't be too concerned about yellowing if you're using a urethane-based or oil-based finished paint. And there is another option. You could use exterior-grade paint. Exterior paints have more UV additives built into them, and they don't require a clear finish. It may be that if some of those cabinets were sort of in direct view of the window, just the, the UV that came through the glass could make them uh, could could have made them yellow. So just be sure though to very carefully follow the prep steps because the adhesion here is super super important. I would make sure that you use a good quality oil based primer because it's far less likely than latex based paint to chip off. If you stick with the oil family or the solvent family, I think you'll be better off. Leslie, you've painted a lot of cabinets. What do you think? I have. The interesting thing is that she mentioned she had oak cabinets. Now oak has a very specific green pattern to it and it's kind of like deep and very noticeable so make sure that you're gonna like it because you're gonna probably see some of that grain through the paint so i'm just saying maybe paint a backside or something as a test this is the money pit home improvement radio show on air and online at moneypit.com we hope that you have been having a fantastic weekend around your money pit taking on some of these fun projects we've been talking about. If you've got questions, didn't get to them today, we apologize for that. But remember, you can reach us 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT or always online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.